You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Once again, you know, I, at this point, I wish I would have brought a drink with me. <laughs> it's time to, you know, you could hit pause and go get one. <laughs> um, nah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I had to think about it though. You, you, get, you gave me pause for a minute. <laughs> um, temptation. Yeah, the temptation. Um, and you know. It's, I, I wanted it. There was this place in Germany that I I had Googled and I was like, it was a whiskey distillery. And I'm like, I'm going to go give, you know, try it and then, you know, maybe even buy a bottle of it and bring it back so I can have, you know, German whiskey with me. And um, I didn't have the opportunity. We, uh, by the time. Did they let you bring that stuff? Did they let you bring bottles? Yeah. Because. Yeah, as long as you claim it and do all that other stuff through customs, sure. Okay, I tried to get hot sauce through the customs from coming back from Aruba, and they took it away from me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <Huh>. Okay. <laughs> well, I, when I was reading about it, it said something about you're allowed uh, three—I um, forget what—three liters or three bottles or something or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, and I so I thought, you know, I would I would give it a shot, but. Of course, it's like any time that I'm, I've, I'm now learning the facts of business travel and the fact okay. that when you're with the people that you are, they may not have the same agenda as you. And <laughs> they're more important about, you know, going to the social aspects of having dinner. And it's not like one of those things where it's like, OK, can we wrap this up? Because Dave wants to go check the distillery out. You know, it, it's like <laughs> yeah, I don't want yeah. to be that to guy. Yeah, I don't want to go with that. I don't want to be that guy. So it's like whatever everyone else wants to do, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, let's do that. And then so it kind of comes at the detriment of anything that I may have had like built up in my brain that I wanted to get done. Um, yeah, I've rarely been able to do too much touristy stuff when I'm on uh, business uh, travel meetings. Yeah. I, I usually only get to see like the inside of the trade show and, you know, exhibit floor. Right. And maybe one time I got to – you know, travel across the Golden Gate Bridge at night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, that, a, it's kind of a shame. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the exception being this this last trip, though, I had walked around Amsterdam so much. I got 20,000 steps in. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was just, just going around. I, I loved going around and, like, all the different little alleys and, you know, shops. And it, I, I just loved exploring. It was just fun to explore. Um, so I really Very enjoyed cool. that. Very cool. But, you know, at that point, I was, for the most most of that night, I was actually walking around solo. Uh, because the other two people I was with, they decided to stop off at a bar. And I'm like, well, you know, I can go to a bar anywhere. I just want to, <laughs> you know, go, you know, walk around and see more of Amsterdam. 
So I kind of broke apart from them and, you know, did that. But they ended up uh, texting me back to come, you know, help them because they were relying on their credit card and realized that the bar didn't take card. They needed euros. Oh, no. And they knew that I had euros because I had uh, converted some cash because they had to wait for Uh me. So I was like, I got to be the savior there. Like, wow, uh, Dave's got the money. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yep. So yeah, yeah, but you had to like um, cut your exploring short to go finance them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and, and then I think they had um, the one guy he'd found a uh, ATM. I don't know what he ended up paying for fees, but he he ended up still you know hanging around bars, but you know mm-hmm. he had to get some uh, euros before then. <sighs> <sighs> All right. That was a nice little diversion there. Mm-hmm. All right. So ready to go on the final one? Yeah. All right. Recording one still. One of my favorites. Outstanding. This is a something podcast. I don't think there's anybody back there. Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Ex to each other. Party on, dudes! This is Bonsai Retro Club. I am Dave. Online, I've got Suzanne. Hey there. And we are continuing our saga of working through the 1980s essential movies. Uh, For the newbie out there that may not be familiar with this series, I found a list on RottenTomatoes.com. They put together the 140 essential 1980s movies I'm guessing that you should see before you die. Uh, I don't think they actually call it that, but I'm thinking of it like that. Um, there's actually quite a few of those movies that there's, there's, there's some movies I think that are missing from the list. So I may revisit this at a later time and try to add in the movies that I think should have been also included. Uh, and then consequently, there's also some movies that, uh, are on the list that I've either not seen or, um, I don't necessarily agree. That's an essential movie. And I'll bring that up as we go through those. The whole point of going through this series is kind of the challenge of, you know, it's the vision quest because it's like one of those things where you're like, if anybody knows anything about, you know, trying to come up with podcast topics, you get into this mindset of, you know, I'm only going to agree to talk about topics that I'm familiar with. And then sometimes you have to push yourself through certain topics that even though you may not have been that familiar with, and then you do them, and then you realize you did have something to contribute. So if anything, this Essential Movie Series is training me to be more open-minded to concepts that my co-host may come up with. 
So, with all that being said, let's tell you what movie we're talking about. We are on number 76 on the list, released in 1987. The movie's called Moonstruck. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is I'll insert the trailer here. The moon brings the woman to the man. Capisce? The moon is a little like love. Will you marry me? I will marry you. I will be your wife. You love them, Loretta? No. Good. When you love them, they drive you crazy. Sometimes. Why are you marrying Johnny? He's a fool. It makes you act a little crazy. Where are you taking me? To the bed. Oh, God. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. Take me. Take me to the bed. Isn't it romantic? You get a love bite on your neck. Your life's going down the toilet. You'll have your eyes open for you, my friend. I have my eyes open. I'll say no more. You haven't said anything. Ah, que bella luna. You ruined my life. That's impossible. You ruined my life. Look, it's Cosmo's moon. Why do men chase women? Nerves. I don't want to talk about it. That moon. That crazy moon. Now you talk. I love you. What? Snap out of it. I'm confused. They say there's nothing new under the sun. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <clears throat> but under the moon, that's another story. Do you love him, Loretta? Ma, I love him awful. Oh, God, that's too bad. Cher. Nicholas Cage in a Norman Jewison film. A la familia, eh? A la familia. Moonstruck. And then I'll say, hey Google, tell us about Moonstruck. Moonstruck is a 1987 movie directed by Norman Jewison, starring Cher, Nicholas Cage, and Danny Aiello. Hey Google. What is the plot of Moonstruck? Here's the synopsis of Moonstruck. No sooner does Italian-American widow Loretta share accept a marriage proposal from her doltish boyfriend, Johnny Daniello, than she finds herself falling for his younger brother, Ronnie Nicholas Cage. She tries to resist, but Ronnie lost his hand in an accident he blames on his brother and has no scruples about aggressively pursuing her while Johnny is out of the country. As Loretta falls deeper in love, she comes to learn that she's not the only one in her family with a secret romance. All right, so... um now, Suzanne, you're not usually on uh, the Essential Movie episodes, uh, but you picked this movie as one of the ones that you wanted to talk about. In fact, you just said uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, because actually we've been recording a few of these together tonight, uh, that uh, this is one of your favorites. Uh, why is that? Yep. Uh, well, I have a lot of favorites, so maybe it's <laughs> a little more specific. <laughs> no. I love it's this one movie. of the 25, 30 favorites <laughs> my, that I have. Oh, they're all my favorites. Yeah, Suzanne. Yeah, they're all your favorites, Suzanne. <laughs> but anyway, no, this is a good It's no forbidden movie. zone. No. Um, <laughs> You're never going to let that one die. I am not. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So I like this movie because it's so New York Italian. It's like off the chart. And... When I when I when I watched this movie, um, I lived in Queens when I when I first saw this movie, um, and I have a big Italian family, and 
a lot of people I know sound just like everybody in that film. <laughs> and, and they're all people I love, crazy as they may be, because, you know, we're all very over-the-top, uh, passionate Italians um, from Long Island. And originally from like, you know, the Bronx and Brooklyn and all that kind of stuff is where my, uh, my parents and aunts and uncles all were from. Uh, so it's kind of like home, you know, listening to the, to the cadence and to the accents and the, the superstitions and the, the familial relationships. And it's, uh, it's all very New York and specifically very New York Italian. And uh, I can relate very deeply. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to challenge you uh, right uh -oh. here. I'm going to challenge you okay. on this because okay. um, this is the part where I'm going to admit that I've never seen Moonstruck. Oh, no. You I... should watch it. <laughs> and and this, is the, this is the part where I'm going to challenge you. Uh, okay. Because normally what I when I'm doing these episodes solo, I – throw it out to the listener and I say, Hey, I want you to convince me, you know, that, you know, this is a movie that I have to see. This is something that I should make time for. Um, so I'm, I'm putting it all on you because the listeners aren't, you know, they're not right here. I, I don't have ready access to them. So for a, you know, me, what is it about this movie that I should make time to watch? This movie has a lot of heart. This movie is about people who love each other and are crazy about each other and and how they're supporting each other and betraying each other and all at the same time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd have to, um, uh, you know, go into the, the plot. But it's one of those movies. First of all, I saw something on Twitter recently that, that said, um, you know, you got to, like, pick your favorite this, that, and everything else. Um, for each day of the month of, of uh, um, whatever movies that you uh, that you like. So one of the things I wanted you to, to pick out is favorite movie. They called it Glow Up, like G-L-O-W. And uh, it was kind of like makeover, like the movie you start out, the protagonist starts out at, as one thing and then does this tremendous, beautiful makeover and turns out to be, you know, the princess or what have you. Um, so this is that kind of movie where Cher starts out as like the dowdy um the dowdy daughter who's way past like her marriage prime she's in her 30s she's got the frizzy hair and she's just working as an assistant and um you know she was engaged at one point when she was younger and her fiance got hit by a bus and so she's insisting that she has bad luck now for the rest of her life because once again like I said this is a lot of like kind of Italian superstitions kind of being played off as they go through this film. Okay. So in any case, poor, poor Loretta, you know, she has bad luck. She's going to be a spinster. And, and can you hear it? You, you got to listen. <laughs> you can kind of hear the cadence in my voice. But they all, <laughs> they all have the Italian, the Italian uh, um, New York accents. And, uh, you know, so finally she decides she's going to marry this guy that she's, you know, that's much older than her. Um that, uh, you know, just because he kind of asks her and it's time and she's settling and, you know, she's settling and the people in her life are trying to, you know, bring this to her attention and see what where it goes. And uh, <laughs> and her mother asks her, you love him, Loretta. 
And she says, I don't know, Ma. And then her mother says, good. When you, when they, when you love them, they drive you crazy. <laughs> so, so they were kind of all like justifying their relationships. And this happens with her mother and father. This happens with her and her relationship. This happens with her and her aunt and her uncle. Um, uh, very adorable, you know, back and forth between all these, these different couples in the movie. Um, so she goes to find out why uh, she wants to invite her, her fiance's bro- much younger brother, but is told that she can't because there's bad blood between them. And, and <laughs> Danny Aiello, who's the fiance, won't tell her what it is. But he goes flying off to Sicily because his uh, his mother is there in Italy on her deathbed, and he has to go, you know, make her, his peace with her. So he leaves the country. Okay. So now she goes to find the brother, who is Nicholas Cage, who is a this brooding uh, baker who's like shoving bread into the stone ovens, and he's got a hand that was cut off because. He got distracted by, I don't what what was it something, something really ridiculously only some only slightly connected to something that the older brother did, supposedly distracted him and his hand got cut off, and so now this is all the bad blood between them, um, it's just craziness. Nicholas Cage does an amazing monologue when they first meet with all. With all this like heat and craziness and and you know he he ruined my life he took my girl he he's getting married now what what about me where's my girl where's my wedding and he yell and his assistants are running downstairs these, these two young women and they're like Mr. Caravani Mr. Caravani calm down and he screams at them he screams at them get me the big knife no Mr. Caravani don't do it. <laughs> Get me the big knife, Cindy. <laughs> and he um he says, "Cause I want to cut my throat." <laughs> and um, uh, Cher says, "Maybe I should come back some some other time." Um. So so where, then she uh, ends up with Nick Cage. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So now she has to convince him this is silly. You you have to you know make up and get rid of all the bad blood between you and your brother, and they fall in love. Okay. While the brother is off in in Italy trying to placate his crazy mother who's dying. Um, and all right, this is a uh, random question that I just thought of. Why isn't the brother going to to no. help with the mother? Because the older brother is kind of the baby. Well, not uh, that doesn't make sense. The older brother is like the mama's boy. Okay. Who has to um has to like go hold her hand and do what she says and won't tell the mother that he's getting married. Okay. He's waiting for her to die first. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. All right. So like I, like I said, they're all, you know, they're all like this tight, close family, but the half of them are like stabbing each other for some reason or another. And you know, it all works out in the end. Um, but there, there are a top, couple of really great monologues. And I think the point of this movie is that you can't make, you can't control love. It just hits you. It's just there at all the wrong times. We fall in love with all the wrong people. And you just got to go with it and make your life work. And 
and love each other when you get the chance. Um, so, you know, everybody is with the wrong person, but turns out to be the right person. And, um, and Cher, you know, gets a makeover and suddenly she's gorgeous and young and young looking and happy. And, you know, he's going to the opera with Nicolas Cage and, and this kind of, of comedy of errors in the end where they all, when they all figure out who's dating who, and this one comes back from Italy and they've got to break up and I'm really in love with the brother and it's, it's craziness, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if I adequately describe why you should go see this movie, <laughs> but it's very funny. Well, you gave me enough elements <laughs> that has me intrigued. Uh, so, oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> so, so I almost feel like if I do stumble across it as I'm looking through on demand, I might hit play. I, I, I just might. Have um, I convinced you well, <laughs> with my rambling semi-imitations of Cher and Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Well, yeah, I yeah, it just sounds like it, it sounds like a it's in in my brain, Moonstruck was you know one of those heartwarm, tearjerker kind of movies, you know. Insert you know something like um, Stowe Magnolias, uh, uh, Terms of Endearment, that kind of thing. So in my brain, that's where I had that. But Nobody as you dies. described, as you as you described this. <laughs> um, it, it sounds like a really fun, uh, movie that, you know, I think I, I've, I've, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that theme before, but it'd be interesting to see the, the share take on that theme. Um, and I love share like in the movie mask, uh, mm -hmm. which is of Eastwick. Um, so mm -hmm. I think, you know, she's a phenomenal actress. So yeah, this is her best moment. Okay. See, Definitely. so that's where I'm probably missing out. Is it's actually uh, very funny. They're all very funny. Okay. <laughs> and, and Nick Cage, I, I I think he's fantastic as well. So yeah, well then, if you are, and I, I I've heard you mention him before. If you are a fan of of Nicolas Cage, you will like this performance. Okay. It's it's a little weird and offbeat. It's over the top. Well, that's it, that's it, everything he does, and it though. Works and you love it. Yeah. That that's his signature is just kind of going off the wall and kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I just. I I, I, I think you just described every every movie night. he's ever been in except for maybe <laughs> Valley Girl. Um. I it, I guess so, but he yeah. may, he really makes it work here. Okay. You know, this is it's a good moment for both of them. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, and definitely just a lot of like deadpan little jokes that. They throw in at every opportunity. Um, I think that the writer of this film was um, did a lot of plays also. Okay. There's a kind of uh, you know a kind of theatrical type of cadence to the dialogue, uh, and um, yeah, just definitely worth it. Not a tearjerker. I, nobody dies. Nothing tragic happens. Okay. Um, a lot of confusion. A lot of um, who's seen who behind whose back that you're not supposed to be, and uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of silly um, uh, old world um, superstition <laughs> being tossed around and such. Um, is what? It almost sounds like my big fat Greek wedding. So, yeah, it's along those lines. It's it is along those lines. It's true. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. All right. Definitely. So if give you, it a try. <laughs> if you had to pay 
to watch this movie, how much would you pay? Like to rent it? Well, I did. I did pay to watch it. I watched it in the theater. No, I, I, I mean like now. Let's say you you're, you're scrolling through, you see it on demand, and what's the price tag that you would hit yes for? Buy it. Oh, to rent it. To to you know, to rent to. to I don't know what this, they cost. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I didn't, and I, I think I own this movie, but maybe if I didn't and I hadn't seen it in a long time, I might might pay twenty bucks to buy the to buy it off a streaming service. You, you would buy it, okay? All right. Yeah, I would buy it. Okay. Oh, it's worth buying. It's worth buying. It's one of those where you could watch it again and again. Okay. How many times have you seen it? Um, maybe like five. Five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so it's not it's, one of those things like every, yeah, every 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 birthday I've got to watch this movie. It's not one of those. Um. Well, I don't know. It's the kind of thing where you see it once and then you want to watch it with your mom and then maybe you want to watch it with your daughter and you know you want to show it to somebody else. It's like, ah, oh, doesn't it remind you of so and so? And doesn't this one sound like Uncle Joe? And you know, like that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, um, I, like I said, if I see it free uh, somewhere out there, I'll, I'll I'll hit play and see what it's like. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I, I I haven't had a chance to ask my wife if she's watched it. I'm pretty sure she has. Um, and see what her thoughts on it. You know, that might be an interesting conversation. Maybe maybe it's one of those <laughs> things that she'll want to watch it with me. Yeah, but then I again, think it's the kind of thing you have to share with somebody. Yeah, like watching it by yourself, it's not going to be quite the same. But then again, right it's now true. she's downstairs watching movie. the Super Bowl. So when, oh, where yeah. am I <laughs> talking about Moonstruck? So you can see who wears the skirt in this family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm surprised I haven't heard any screaming from my living room because my husband's in there too, and he's very vocal about about uh, football. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, all right, so it sounds like, I mean, you really kind of wrapped up everything about the movie. Um, so uh, I'm glad you were on because otherwise it would have been another one of those episodes where I was like, I've got nothing here. <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that with Moonstruck. <laughs> you can't do it with Moonstruck. Wait, <laughs> so one other little, okay, one other little scene I have to, I'll throw in for you. Okay. Okay, so, you Bonus, know, her fiance. Scene. Got it. Yeah. So her fiance is going off to Italy. And, uh, you know, he gets on the plane and she's standing there at the airport, like back when you could go to the gate. She's standing there at the airport watching the plane pull away. And there's this little old Italian, Italian lady in her little black dress and her, you know, handkerchief. And she says, my sister's on that plane. I put a curse on that plane. My sister, when she was young, she stole my fiance and I never <laughs> saw him again. <laughs> and Cher looks at her and says, I don't believe in curses. And the old lady says, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> Oh, that's good. And that's just like a little moment, you know, like there's just so many little, little golden moments in this film. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I, don't, I like that. That's cute. <laughs> and I could see it. I could kind of see it in my mind's eye, uh, the scene. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm curious now. I'm more curious about it than I was before. So I'm glad that you were on to convince me. <laughs> well, good. All right. Uh, so, uh, this is part where I remind everybody that we have a website out there. That's bonsairetroclub.com. Suzanne's got a blog that's out there. That's suzannemataboni.com. Uh, 
Uh, we both have Twitter accounts. I take care of our Bonsai Retro Club account. Uh, Suzanne takes care of Sue's Mataboni. Uh, she's also got a uh, Instagram, which is what? Sue's Mataboni 80s? Sue's Mataboni 80s, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Bonsai Retro Club, we have an Instagram. I tried to do some stuff on it, even though I don't post as much as I should, but I'm trying to get better. Uh, you know, not that good on the gram, I guess not. Um, and, uh, we're also on Facebook. So if you want to find us on there, Bonsai Retro Club, uh, we appreciate any kind of interaction following that you want to do. Uh, for those on the Podbean app, thank you for continuing to follow and, uh, interact with us. Uh, same thing with iTunes. If you want to give us a rating review or a, uh, uh, follow, that would be fantastic. Uh, drop us an email, mcfly at bonsairetroclub.com. Uh, with everything that I have just said, I want to remind everybody, please be excellent to each other and have a good whatever. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Banzai Daniel-san! Hey, Banzai! 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 <laughs> On the next episode, we're going to be talking about 1989's Drugstore Cowboy. In Napoli, where love is king, when boy meets girl, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play, tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a guitar and When the stars make you drool, just like a pastefas, oh, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see, back in old Napoli, that's more. That's a more Bells will ring Ting-a-ling-a-ling Ting-a-ling-a-ling And you'll sing Vita Bella Vita Bella Vita Bella Hearts will play Tippy-tippy-tay Tippy-tippy-tay Like a guitar and bella Lucky fella When the 